Hello and welcome to today's County Road Bobblers podcast. It's myself, Witch, and a massive Happy New Year to you all. Uh, it's our first of the year, a bit delayed. Um, like anything, 2021 was a bit of a, a strange old year. Um, a few highlights. I've been staying around a lot longer than we actually expected. It probably went on longer than Conor McElhaney's contract is at Everton. Daft um, Punk finally broke up as a band. Not that I've ever seen their faces. Uh, the internet exploded over the Suez Canal being blocked. Kim and Kanye obviously finally announced their divorce. 2021 Olympics were held in July 2021. Tiger King 2 came out. Joe Biden became president and Trump finally left. Boris Johnson, well, Boris Johnson's still Boris Johnson, he's still there. And Everton, we lost Ancelotti and ended up replacing him with ex-red manager Rafa Benitez. Um, and of course, be amiss for me not to mention Chico, who got fights all over international media right across the globe. And more prudently, Matt Letizia and Steve Howey both bit away and couldn't resist themselves but to niggle on Chico tweet or Hamish or Keep or whatever he called himself at the time. So what an odd year. Um, a huge welcome and uh, Bobble's original Lee Mitch here to, to join me, which just seems apt. Um, I'm joined again by uh, Astro, one of our, our best friends on this podcast and I think this is a third appearance now and just quick highlight uh, our followers are up 77% in terms of podcasting 18 countries are now listening how odd's that um, 55 people even listens on their birthday so it must be about the amount of ale that we drink we're just encouraging people to just enjoy themselves and have a good time um, so welcome lads and, uh, and where do we even start what a, what a crazy year again right <laughs> I, I can only think of what my, my my phrase that my my father-in-law likes to use if you'd have told it to a donkey it'd have kicked you in the head <laughs> that's that's just how bizarre this whole year has been um yeah i mean a- absolute madness absolute madness so I'll, I'll start asking you both really um what was your oddest or strangest part of 2021? Mitch, I'll, I'll start with yourself. What really stood out to you? There's been some strange things that happened again. Hopefully we don't see them next year, but there you go. <laughs> um, going from Carlo Ancelotti as your manager to Rafa Benitez. Uh, I never thought that would happen. Never seen it coming. <laughs> it's yeah. every time we think we've seen it all, we want to, uh, to be surprised time and time again. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of things, mate, hasn't there? But uh, that's certainly one that stands out to me. Definitely. Um, Astro, what about yourself? What was uh, your oddest or strangest event, football or non-football related, 2021? Um, you know, it's the it's the it's the it's the mistake that we all make where we go, well, like nothing, surely it's done. Nothing else can go wrong. Like I've stopped saying that, uh, you know, because. It seems to be like Murphy's law is just like applying itself to each and every facet of of, of society and to and to especially Everton Football Club. Um, like the strangest thing to me, um, I don't know why it's it's how quickly the wheels can fall off. Um, you know, when 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 Ancelotti left, that that literally turned on a dime. It was like that. You remember it was right after the the whole Super League debacle, and and you know like then then like rumors start coming out a few months later, you know about Ancelotti leaving. And you're like, oh no, he's not leaving, and it, it turned on a dime and he was gone. And 
the season fell apart in the same way. I mean, you know, we're doing good. We're having a fairly good run. And then we go to QPR, we get knocked out of the league cup. And it's like, we've just been trampled on ever since. So I think it's for me, it's how quickly things can turn. And I'm hoping that we've been the victim of, of, of things turning the wrong direction then maybe, just maybe, we can get some of that old school macho man 180 degrees and flip it around the other way because I, I, don't, I can't take much more of this garbage, to be honest. It's just, I don't know. It, it, it's, I don't know. It's like a Dickens novel. It's either the best of times or it's the worst of times, and it's been too much of the worst of times. So anyway, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, where, that's where I'm at with it, so... It, I mean, it, it's an odd one, as I'd probably say my strangest one was was going to love Hamed Rodriguez, you know, seeing a real technical player, and then all of a sudden, you know, I, I get a hoodie, you know, because you know, the, the naughtiest left foot in town and all that kind of stuff following up in veins, and then all of a sudden he's playing in a, a Sunday league in guitar and not really caring about football. Uh, but it's it just it just seems just everything seems just so odd. Um, and yeah, I think at times, you know, again this year, I've, I've never walked out of an Everton match before 90 minutes. And Mitchell tell you, in fact, I tend to slag people off when we've got to stand up as people are leaving, even if it's one or two minutes early. And I think I stormed out of that Watford game and I've never done it. I've never, ever, ever done it. I never thought I'd see myself do it. You know, I've always been the biggest critic of people doing that. But it just got the better of me. Um, mm. I, I mean, Mitch, you, you even see on, on the weekend, didn't you, at the match? It was just... <laughs> We, yeah. did, we we were left, we were laughing apart, weren't we? We were just looking I, sitting next to each other, and we were looking at each other, thinking, "What's going yeah. on? How much more can we take?" I I, um, <laughs> I was ready to go on eighty minutes. I think it was the Brighton game, and it was only the fact that we got the second to make it three two that I stayed. I thought we might we might sneak a point, but I I was ready to go because I just thought I've just seen this far too many times here. I'm sitting in the you know wet through. We got soaked. It was freezing. I just thought, you know what, I can't be arsed with this. Do you know what I mean? Well, like you say, hopefully they can, a uh, couple of new signs, hopefully it boosts everyone, a couple of players back, and hopefully Tan have a strong second half of the season. Just like you say there, though, isn't it? It's that, that they always just keep you pulling, like, uh, just when you thought you was out, they pull you back in, and that phrase oh, just yeah. every single time, isn't it? Sopranos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are the Sopranos, and then, I mean, even if you look at these signings now, you know, I, I've walked into the new year expecting not to be excited and all of a sudden two new signings and I'm, I'm kidding myself all over again. But, but that's the thing though, mate. It, it can just boost everyone, boost the whole club. I, I remember like under David Moyes and a couple of January transfer windows that I, me- I remember when I think we got Jelovic and Pienaar and Darren Gibson in the January and it just completely transformed us and... We didn't have a great like finish anywhere great, but the second half of the season we've done a lot better and gives you confidence going to the season after then. So you can just only, you know, keep your fingers crossed that something like that happens again. Well, you you look at the statements and I'll, I'll, I'll start, I know this is someone you've been crying out for, um, and you know I know I've I've certainly brought up quite a few times as well. I was actually shocked today. I obviously got the the email like most people did, um, and it's a bit of a news thing from. Rafa Benitez, um, and it's what people have been crying out for, uh, and I didn't yes. expect to see it. Um, he, he, well, basically, he was a couple of highlights. He was talking really honestly about some of the mistakes that have been made. So I right, really held, held his hands up. You know, he couldn't not really after that run, but either way, there you go. He's accepted some form of accountability. 
talks about keeping the balance between attack and defence. He talks about the style of play that he expects Everton to have moving forward and what he wants to recruit. He talks about the recruitment strategy and who, what the type of players, the modern players that we're looking for. Um, he talks about um, not just a comfortable position. He wants Everton to be, it doesn't want to be a, a place where people feel relaxed. He wants young, hungry players. He wants to, to, to be here, which is a huge thing because we've seen before too many, you know, comfortable here on a big wage and not really actually wanting to be an Everton football club. And he's also, for me, it was the first time I've heard anyone come out and talk about recruitment. He set out his style of play, what he wants to see. He mm. set out what he expects. He talks about, you know, chipping away at each position. And I, I, I mean, this is a bit of a, a bit of a scoop, but it won't come as any surprise. But I, I've got it on good authority. As fact, the brand's refused on numerous occasions to come out and speak to the media, even though pressure was put on from the club. Um, mm. and, you know, that, it, was, it wasn't as though the club um, could force brands out to communicate, but it makes mm. me wonder, was that the reason why you finally was pushed out uh, and almost rappers now come out and, and talk and look I'm not saying that you know rappers the gods but, but you know he's got a lot to do he but you might not get to see the uh, the fruits of his labour if he carries on playing five at the back and carries on being stubborn but uh, Astro what what what's your, what what's your reaction from seeing that you know is this something that is a little too little too late or is it you know about time that you've actually done this and we we, we should we should thank it well it first of all I thought I was having a fever dream when I saw the Mikalenko signing, because I, you know, I woke up and I see a notification on my phone and I go, either I'm having like a lucid fever dream or Everton has actually gone out and signed somebody early in the January window. Um, and I'm very excited uh, by Nathan Patterson and, uh, and Mikalenko as well. I think that, that those, I mean, listen, I, I am one of Seamus Coleman's biggest fans. He's a fine human being and I've had the pleasure of being in his company twice um, we need to get him a replacement and we need to let him have uh, an appropriate send off that doesn't see everyone slating him for his uh, recent performance, but remembering him for a decade of service and playing and being a consummate professional. Um, and speaking of being a consummate professional, right, there are a few areas where I grudgingly have to give Benitez credit. One of those areas is that he does talk to the press brands never did that and 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 that was one of my biggest critiques of that man um and and when I was on Radio City a few weeks ago you know I had to give Benitez credit because he is on the flank he is the public visage of the club that is speaking out and being hammered um now uh some of the things that he said in that 15 minute interview today by the way I was blown away I saw the length of the video and I go a 15-minute interview, like, wow, like, there again, it's something that I've been crying out for Everton to do, and fair play to them for doing that. You know, I don't want to complain about Everton. I don't want to feel compelled to give the organization that I love as dearly as I do Everton Football Club abuse. I would prefer to see them, like, like start to make small moves because you can't turn a battleship on a dime and you can't change decades of bad habits overnight. Okay. So any small step in the right direction should give you a little hope. And then maybe that leads to a bigger step a little bit. It's all in small increments. Okay. Um, but some of the things he said about the style of football he's playing, 
I'm going to quote Grand Moff Tarkin from Star Wars Rogue One, if saying it only made it so. I mean, he can talk about playing attack and football, but listen, I did not understand football until I was in my 20s, okay? Never saw a proper game of footy in person until I was 18. And I understand that if you go with a two-man midfield in the Premier League, where people are just flooding the middle of the field and controlling the tenor and the tempo of the game. If you put two people there, you are going to create an open up space that attacking midfielders can capitalize on and wreak havoc on your back four with. And that's why we've been getting run over. Liverpool did it to us in the Derby. Brighton did it to us on Sunday. So if I can see this, I mean, I don't know why can't he, I, I would just hope that, Yes, it's a good thing that he did the interview today. And the only thing I could say is, please, please, with Cherry on top, don't be so stubborn. You know yeah, what I mean? And that's it. Yeah, he's 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 talked a good game there, hasn't he? He's got to back it up and 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 start showing it now on the pitch. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I think Chelsea away is a different game to Brighton at home, but he went with the same tactics. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you were about if you were going to fight. Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua, you do use different tactics for each fight. You wouldn't just go with the same tactics. So, yeah, he, he's taught, he's everything he said there is right, but it's like he's got to back it up now, in my yeah. opinion. And, you know, again, it's, I think, as you say there, um, about the lads saying, you know, we've got to, you've got to, you've got to put your, your money where the, uh, your mouth is. Uh, but equally, you know, where is Farah Mashiri at the moment? Should we send like a, an SOS? Machine, you know, apart from the odd text to, to, to talk sports, he just doesn't. He, I haven't seen him at any of the games, I don't know what's going on. Um, not that you know, again, some people say, Well, it doesn't matter, he's, he's not involved in the day to day running and all that kind of stuff. But he had his representative on the board, which obviously you know, he's since disappeared. Um, but where is he? I've, I've not seen anything of him. Is he on like wow. a yacht just having a great party? You know, well, that's it. Are, are, we so, a, are we his priority? Uh, so, but like you say, Rafa, Rafa for whatever reason is fronted there, and I think we've seen the stubbornness with, with Martinez, um, and that all ended badly for him. Um, and you know, I think that, that Rafa, look, you know, if, if he does really want to carry on here, then then he is going to have to be tactically flexible. He's going to have to at times concede something. Um, and you know, they look at that. I, I think there's some merit actually because. Again, I've heard that Lucas Dean was pushing in the summer to leave Everton. Um, I've heard that you know he wanted Champions League football. When we were looking to sign Thierry Smalls um, uh, on the new contract, um, Smalls was told that Niles and Konku was going to go out on loan and that um, he would be the backup for Lucas Dean and then Lucas Dean would possibly be leaving the summer after, which is this summer. So I think the plan was always for Luka Dean to go. By the very fact that we've got a ready-made replacement in, in Mikalenko and there's a list there, I think you can read between the lines. Mm. Obviously, some of that's come to, to a head. Um, I don't know how much of that is Rafa and how much of that is is, is Luka Dean. I just take behind the scenes. It might be somewhere in between and not as black and white as some people suggest on Twitter. Um, but I think there is some merit in saying, you know, about only players that want to be here. Um, me and you were talking about it, Mitch, when we were talking about not actually caring about some of the players that are here at the moment. Some of them have had too many chances and they've not produced. Um, and there's only probably Richardson and Calvert-Lewin who I'd actually be really gutted about leaving the club. Uh, and that says a lot, you know, 
Luca Dean is a talented player, and you know, on his day when he's in form, uh, it can be a real force. Um, but if we take his name out of it, he's approaching twenty nine. Um, his value is just about to nose that. Um, it probably organically is getting to the right time to sell them anyway. Um, so, do you think that sometimes it goes two ways that we get a bit clouded of the fact that Rafa Benitez is involved in this? Obviously, the board would have seen this coming. Yeah, and I think the good thing what Everton have done this time round is they haven't waited for Lucas Dean to find a club and then get a replacement in. They've got the replacement in ready now. Whether he stays, goes the last day of the window, whatever, Everton have sorted that left-back position out. Um, yeah, I think it's a little bit, bit of both. I think Everton hold the cards, though, and I wouldn't be getting, like, you know, your pants pulled down. I'd, I'd make sure we get a decent fee for him or you know he's got four and a half years left in his contract yet he is approaching 29 but he's still a, he's still a quality player you know he's, he's a French international um, I, I just make sure as, as long as we get a decent fee for him I'm not bothered now you've got Mikalenko in you've got Niles and Conkers to come back Ben Godfrey can always play there mm. one of them I think that we you know, it's like it's like it's like a, it's like that Whitney Houston song from the '80s. I get so emotional, baby, every time I think of you, and that that's tied to Everton. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you do. It's emotional. It's a visceral reaction. And and with and with Benitez, it's been hard. It's been hard not to want to jump to the negative conclusion immediately. But I am when I'm calm. When I have, believe it or not, there are times where I am calm. But when I've actually calmed myself down and I've kind of uh, attacked it from with my professional mindset is what quantifiable data do you have uh, to prove any opinion that you possess? And, and there's hardly any good or bad because of the lack of information that flows from the club. At the end of the day, if, if Luca Dina doesn't want to be at Everton, then goodbye. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. Glory go with you and peace behind you. You ain't got to go home, but you can't stay here. Bye cousin. You know what I mean? I mean, and, and, and there again, how, how many players have walked out of Everton Football Club that, we, that the club has spent tens of millions, hundreds of millions of pounds on and no return? Yeah. He is at the perfect time to go. If you take your emotional attachment to the player he has been in the past, he hasn't been that player recently. But if we can take the emotional attachment away and like Mitch said, look at it from a business perspective, you are getting rid of an asset at the right time. And sometimes I think with ever as, as an Evertonian, you, you're, it, it, you know, your heart goes first, your mind follows. Sometimes it, I think it would be good for all of us as a fan base to pause your emotional reaction and give your head a chance to wrap it, wrap itself around the situation and just be objective because I don't believe, I think that there is an element of truth in just about everything. Do, do I think that Benitez is a stubborn tyrant who, who is out to take over every job at Everton Football Club? I mean, I heard somebody say he's going to kick Jimmy Martin's ass out and start making the kits. You know what I mean? He wants it all, okay? Um, but no, do I think that's true? No, I don't think that's true. Do I think old boy might be a bit of a control freak? Yeah, I mean, I do. But, but at the same time, there's an element of truth to everything. And, you know, Dina not, maybe not wanting to be here, uh, you know, we all we all form an opinion of the situation based on what we think are facts, but could not be. 
So, so none of us truly know what's been going on and, and we just have to hope for the best results. Um, I know that with one win in the last 12 matches, we're all a bit more emotional because we're angry and we're worried about the direction of the club. But one of the beautiful things about having that holiday break was it gave me a chance to just walk away. I did that Radio City broadcast, and other than, you know, maybe opening a gift, an Everton gift that somebody had given me, got a few, got a few sweet hoodies for Christmas, but uh, I let it go. I tried not to think about it. And I tried to give myself a reset so that I could be more objective about the situation. And, and moving through January, we've got two massively big signings in the door. Young, talented. We're getting them at the right time. These are the kind of players we need to be bringing in. Um, and, and there's possibilities of outgoings. I, you know what, right? If the performance on the pitch starts to improve and we pull away from the bottom side of things, right? And um, we put ourselves in a situation where the club starts improving. Like I said, small moves. You can't turn a battleship on a dime and you can't change two decades worth of bad habits in 10 minutes. If you can see some small positive things to latch on to, that's what we do. Now, we don't let them off the hook. If we start seeing it trend back in the wrong direction, you know, watchdog's going to start barking again because I don't want them to backtrack. But I, 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 Everton's been one step forward and two steps back so many times. It's the yeah. new managers. It's the promise of a new stadium. But then all of a sudden we have bad performances on the pitch. We have financial profitability and sustainability issues. We have leadership problems on the board. You know, um, well, it's interesting to say that, Astro. Look, I think you see how divided things are online. You know, everyone wants to be a better fan almost. Um, but, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, the, 20, the 27 campaign. Um, they're just a bunch of blues who are committed and want the best for everything. And for some, out, some, some unknown reason, um, you know, they, they, they are constantly getting abuse. You know, there's people saying, you know, we, we, we want to, you know, uh, we're a better sporter than you and why are you doing things or what do you actually want? Just let fans have their voice, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they're not doing it because they're, they're just trying to purpose the agitate. They want what yeah. we all want. They want what's best for the club, um, you know, and the, the, just just seems to me now that we're so divided. I think we need to find reasons to unite. Uh, most people want the best for the club. Let's mm-hmm. stop shooting people down, um, and, you know, and everyone should have their voice. Right across the fan base, and it doesn't mean you, sometimes you know it doesn't matter that, that you don't necessarily fully agree with it, or, or Joe and his dog doesn't. You know, just 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 allow people to have their voice, and if people want a voice, they're doing it for the right reasons. And there is, like you say, no matter who we sign, there's still fundamental issues that need solving at this football club. Um, and you know, we joke tongue in cheek, where it's far out machinery. Uh, but when was the last time he actually engaged the fans? You know, he's engaged Jim White. And, and you know, and by text and phone call, more than he's engaged the fan base at times. You know, let's let's really put. You know, surely no matter who or what you believe in as an Everton fan, you fundamentally want a good communication level. You know, with the right people uh, that can make changes in that for Everton because he's the majority shareholder as part of machinery. And um, mm. so, you know, let's start. Try, let's start trying to point fingers up and let's look for reasons to unite rather than divide. And that's my one request for anyone that's listening. You know, as the as, as uh, someone you've been accused of of being called um, at times, Astro um, Ted Lasso, be curious, not judgmental. 
Yeah. You know, and we're too judgmental on that at times. You know, let's let that listen to the reasons why and give people a voice. I, I, I love engaging with people. And believe it or not, I've actually had some really enjoyable discourse with some Reds on Twitter, of all places, where, you know, I had to call a couple of them out that crossed the line. And I just told them, as long as you don't cross this line, we can be cool in the gang, except for two days a year, barring any extra cut fixtures that get added, you know? And um, listen, we have to, as a fan base, learn to understand that opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one cousin. They all stink, okay? Um, but we have to agree. To, we, we, can, we can disagree, but we don't have to be disagreeable about it. Now, listen, there's people that, you know, might listen to me and think, oh, Astro's got some points, and I appreciate that. But for the people that disagree with me, okay, I want to hear why. I would like to hear their perspective. Because guess what? They may know something that I don't. And that additional information added to the perspective I already have can make mine even better. So that's why I'm open to listening to other people. And I'm not going to ever disregard somebody out of hand unless they're abusive or, 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 or you know, completely and utterly negative. Um, I want to hear what other people have to say. Um, I want to hear, you know, I think these Twitter spaces that people have been doing there have been a few times they've descended into chaos, but there's been some very useful and put, put, like positive and, and useful dialogue that's gone on in there. Um, and the 27 campaign, they just want better communication from the owner. Listen, this isn't a, this isn't a, you know, I don't know, for lack of a better term, this ain't a dick measuring contest to find out who the biggest Everton fan is. Okay, we all love Everton Football Club. All right, let's, let's just accept that. And we all want better for Everton Football Club. Let's agree on that, too. The only yeah. thing that we disagree on is how to make that happen. And I'm not going to point my finger at somebody and say, you're wrong. Because I can't confirm with any like quantifiable data that I'm right. So I'm not going to tell somebody else that they're wrong. So I think that what happens is when a team is doing well, it is far easier to celebrate your fandom than, and your support than it is when we're in a situation like we're in right now. We are in a situation of six years of compounding errors that have built on top of each other. And it makes all the mistakes hurt worse. It's an error chain. And it has to be broken by the organization, by the football club. Bad habits in communication, bad habits in managerial choices, bad habits, you know, on the pitch, in middle management, in the way they deal with fans. You know, like I said, there's so many different ways this can continue to go wrong. I'm aware of that, and I'm looking for that. But I'm also looking for the little things. And that interview that came out today was a small step, but a small step in the right direction. Exactly. The signings are great. Those are bigger steps in the right direction. Clearing out Deadwood, getting rid of people that don't want to be here, can, can anybody disagree with the logic behind that being sound? I don't think so. Those are all smart decisions. And hopefully, it'll dovetail back around, and we'll start to see the results on the pitch as well. And, and look, I mean, I mean, I think it's fair to say as well, that, you know, we all just want to see a better level, like you've just said there. And Mitch, look, 27 years, uh, where were you 27 years ago? You were in Wembley, weren't you? You know, and how old were you then? Uh, what was it, 95? Oh, eight. Eight. Seven, eight. Wembley. So, you know, 
we sat here now. How old are you now, Mitch? <laughs> 34. <laughs> I think, yeah. 30, yeah. 30. Um, so, you know, you, you can't, you, you don't, obviously, you've got your, your young lad, Toby, now. You know, you want to start bringing him a match. And you don't, you know, you want you want to give him, I'm sure, moments that, that you remember. And it shouldn't be that long, 27 years for him to wait for them. Yeah, very much so, mate. Um, I think as well, at, at the minute, I wouldn't take them anywhere near the ground because it's it's very toxic in the ground at the minute. Everyone's on pins, everyone's on edge. Everyone's shouting and arguing and fed up, booing. It's been really, really bad, hasn't it, at the ground um, yeah. recent, you know, recent weeks. Like, and, um, like you say, just want to try and get back to when you, when you were looking forward to going to match. You know, we used to, you know, you couldn't wait for it. At the minute, it is a bit of a chore. Um, so yeah, like you say, we all want the same thing, and that's just the better Everton, isn't it? Definitely. Um, so what I, you haven't been to yet, Mitch, and I'm going to drag you there is the hot walk. So I just want to give a big shout out. Oh, yeah. to the hot walk lads. Uh, I've got to say, I I haven't well, I've been been to it with the Brett lads, um, Bonk and, and Carbo, top lads. Uh, but I went to the hot walk at the weekends. Met BB from the Atlanta. Toffees, um, who big shout out to BB, good senior, uh, managed to buy a gin and tonic, uh, and have a good laugh at BB as well. Uh, but yeah, the hot walk, I had to. Hey, I believe I'm big in Atlanta, are I? <laughs> yeah, which you've got a, a VIP over in Atlanta. Um, Massive. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, it's not well, that's your, your actual first, your closest supporter club, isn't it, Astro? Atlanta, BB. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and and like you said, you know, BB is um. BB Sound, uh, uh, I've you know watched her you know like profile video on Toffee TV a while back. Um, you know it's uh, I have become very weird about how I watch the matches. Like I get up, I make my coffee and my breakfast, and I'm literally like I've got my thing now. Um, and it's an hour and a half away to get to Atlanta up the interstate, and I know that doesn't sound far, but it might as well be on the dark side of the moon for a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning match. Um, but yeah, they, they've got a massive uh, group up there and they do uh, really great things. And, and, you know, I haven't, like, I haven't been up there, um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, they do great stuff. Um, I am, a, I am, I am the Macon Everton supporters club of one. So, you know what I mean? Uh, when, when you, when, when you uh, finally get over there, we'll go the hot walk. And we'll get we'll get some salt and pepper chicken. And, uh, yes. Yes. Um, yes. So I'm, honestly, I mean this wholeheartedly, right? I am a bit of a Chinese connoisseur, and the hot walk are knocking out some excellent food there. They've got Dixie's Lager to eighty. So if you're nice. down there, you visit um because I know we get quite a lot of international listeners. Get yourself the hot walk, um, and there's some proper blues there. Um, we, obviously, we mentioned and we touched on some of the good signs we made already. Um. It's almost like a tag team, isn't it? A right back and a left back, and I thought it was quite great that they both had the pen and like the the the, the correct hands, depends on where yeah. they are the camera. Um, I don't know if that was meant. Obviously, I'm just assuming that they're also right-handed and left-handed. Um, so hopefully, that's you know a tag team is going to be leading the doom where, uh, and you know they carry on making the destruction. What a rush! <laughs> <laughs> what a rush! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I, I'm obviously one name that's been linked, and we'll have a bit of a discussion around him now. Is uh, is Longstaff? Um, and me and Mitch were having a bit of a talk on the Bobbers um, earlier on, talking about um, Mo Money 
um, mo problems sometimes for us, you know, and mo machinery at mo problems. That sometimes some of the money that we do spend, you know, we, when we do get our wallets out, tends to, to be misguided. But some of the, you know, the old bars and basement signings over the years, you know, you look at the Carsleys, Pales, Lescots, Donna, relegated side, Arteta, Sasha Jad B, Pinar that was cast off, Howard Neville, obviously more recently, uh, Tamari Gray, Townsend. Uh, we missed out on Gabriel, the fancy name from Brazil, and got uh, Ben Godfrey, albeit we paid a little bit more. But I read that apparently Patterson at 12 million represents the same equivalent value of Blayton Bank in 2007 in terms of income and you know the inflation rates and all that. So people may have been spending a lot of money. It's probably the same that we spent on Bank, and that's considered a, you know, a bargain signer. Right. When you look at Juan Bissaka, 45 million, you look at some of the you know, some of the big signers that people make. Um, it's got, you know, are, are we constantly drawn in by these fancy names and could some of these, you know, like the long staff being of a casting? Yeah. I, I <laughs> Go ahead, Mitch. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I don't know too much about old Longshanks. Uh, you know, I uh, I know he's a barcode. I know he's a midfielder, but, uh, you know, and I, I jokingly call him Longshanks. Sorry. I, I, somebody <laughs> said that the other day and it just made me laugh. Um, but you know what, right? Um Here's the thing. A player needs to do a job, okay? And and if he can come in and do a job and the money is right, then 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 that's winning on both counts. Um, yeah, you do get wowed by names. I mean, listen, I got caught up with James Rodriguez. I mean, we all did. But at the end of the day, I mean, it ended up being bust, didn't it, for whatever reason. And, and you know, I know a lot of people put that at Rafa's feet, but I also have to put it on him because he's absolutely fallen off the face of the planet since he left. You know, um, I think that there's a per level of personal responsibility that belongs to that player in regard to that situation. But I don't know, Mitch, what do you, what do you think about Longstaff? Obviously I bet you've seen more of them than I have because yeah, I tend to, yeah. I tend to only watch Everton and nobody else. <laughs> yeah. I've got a, um, an uncle who's a Newcastle fan. Um, so I give him a little message and asked him and he, he said, really good player. Um, the thing for me, though, as well, Nick, is that we've got three midfielders there that are, are, are stealing a wage off us in uh, Gabam and Delphine Gomez, in my opinion. Um, they're a waste of space. They, they are they are rinsing us out of money each week. For me, I think he's he's, he's not the big Nick. As soon as you say Sean Longstaff, straight away, people are like, why, nah. why are you going for him? And I just think, bigger picture, he's 24. He's not going to be on a big wage. No. He's not going to... He's, he's going for next to nothing. His contract's up in the summer. And I think it's a bit of a James McCarthy signing. Mm. When James McCarthy signed from Wigan, people were saying the same thing. Why are we signing him? Why, why are we getting more Wigan shite and stuff like that? Yeah. And if it wasn't for him, I mean, he, he was really good for us. McCarthy up until the injuries started yeah. kicking in. Absolutely. And I, yeah, and I just think, I think it's a, I think he'll be a bit more reliable than the other three that we've just mentioned. Um, you could even add Tom Davis to that list as well. There's four, and I just think it's for a free transfer. Um, I'd take it. I'll take it. I'm happy with it. We could still, in in the summer, still splash out on another midfielder if we wanted. If yeah. you know if that's possible, bring on Yango through, and then you've got, you know, a few midfield options there better than what we've had. So I, I'm for it to be honest. I, I'd take it. I just want to see improvement, right? And even if, like you said, we've got these, 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 like the stable of midfielders who are essentially stealing a wage because they're not earning what they're, 
they're not earning what they're getting paid. Uh, let's put it that way. So if he comes in and he's automatically better than what we've already got, then you've leveled up. And like you said, even if he plays every week and he's just incrementally better, listen, if we get a better signing in the summer and he becomes a squad player, he's still better than the squad players we had. And we didn't have to lay out a bunch of cash to get him. I mean, I don't know. I think you have to be like, you have to keep the appropriate perspective. I mean, I remember, um, what was the kid Otis Ofo or, or that was, that was a guy that we were going to get from Belgium and the paperwork didn't go through. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. I, the, the name escapes me. I've, I've lost a lot of brain cells since then, to be fair. Like think about the windows that we used to go through, you know what I mean? And, and, and like what came in, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm saying that if we can get a help on help on the wing, help in the midfield on top of the, the 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 two signings we've already gotten and get some stuff out the door to help balance the level for profitability and sustainability, I think that we've had a blinder of a window. Now, if we can just get the results on the pitch to catch up with that, then, you know, it's, it's a different scenario and everybody gets a bit more breathing room. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I'll put it like this, right? Um, we mentioned profit and sustainability. I hadn't looked into to Delph and Gabamon's wages before. Um, so if we manage to move Delph and Gabamon on, that'll equate to just under four million in their wages for six months. If we then manage to get Longstaff for there or thereabouts, now Longstaff, look, there'll be people who will turn their noses up and all that kind of stuff, but he's a grafter, he works hard, and he's going to make it tough for teams in there. Uh, he's just going to add some more legs. Um, but if you look, to get better than our midfielders at the moment, firstly, they need two workable legs. Secondly, they actually need to be able to run for 90 minutes. And thirdly, if they can actually get available for 38 games, then the one up on three of our midfielders, that, to me, are on close to, you know, close to 300k a week between the three of them. And none of them are available, ever. Yeah. A lot of them want to be here. And when we talk about players wanting to be here, we give players high wages that have got no intention. And look, Kabamon, there's lots of mitigation there. And I'm, I'm sure that, you know, if we would have got Kabamon, he didn't get the injuries, it might have been different. But it isn't. We are where we are. We need to look at where we are. I've just bought a new house. Um, there, there were certain things that, that were here already. And I, I just had to deal with them. I want to replace them in the future. We've got a couch there I'm looking at now. Um, it's, it's it's all right. You know, it's it's doing the job for now. Uh, but you know, eventually, I've got me aspirations of getting a new couch of, of exactly how I want it. Um, I've went on a group called uh, Buy Now, whatever it is, get free. You know, on these free ones where people are moving stuff on. Uh, we managed to get. We did have a washing machine, so we managed to get a washing machine that lasted about two months. And we then managed to, to, to buy a new kitchen with a new washing machine. We then obviously gave that away for free. Someone else took it. And look, you want everything as soon as you move into a new house, don't you? But you've got to accept that sometimes you just can't afford all of it. Sometimes you've got to do, deal with what you've got. You've got to try and get something in that, that, that might not be what you want, but will do you for now. Um, maybe you look, look at Townsend. You know, he's looking at Winger already. Um, you know, he'll do his for, for 12, 18 months, two years. And yeah. then eventually we'll look at a more Gucci signer. People want things overnight now. And in life, in football, you just can't do that. And especially when there's restrictions. And that's mm -hmm. the way I see Everton at the moment. And sadly, the results haven't helped. 
but it doesn't change the actual facts and the reality. Listen, look, 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 look Ruka wants her Amazon Prime Champions League. You know what I'm saying? She wants that in two days. I want it now, and I want it now, Daddy. I mean, listen, <laughs> there's too many Verukas running around. I mean, and they ain't just at Everton Football Club. Like you said, they're everywhere. And, you know, sometimes, like, sometimes there is beauty in the struggle. When you've had to grind and when you've had to work your butt off to get to where you are, you appreciate it more. And, 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 and you know, like, like, listen, I know 27 years without a trophy is a long time to suffer and a long time to grind and a long time to work. But now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a little to something else. Um, you know, my I grew up in northeast Georgia. Right. And, and, and college football is king here. OK, now the Georgia Bulldogs, my where I did go to college before I uh, went off on other adventures, university before I before I it didn't quite finish. Um, they play in the national championship on Monday, okay? Last time they won, I was a year and a half old, 1980. Empire Strikes Back hadn't even hit the theaters or it was still in the movie theaters. I mean, this is a long time ago, okay? So, you know, I have seen victory snatched from the jaws of defeat. I think that's, no, I've seen defeat snatched from the jaws of victory. Strike that, reverse it. I have seen new and creative ways to crush my soul invented on that field year in and year out. Um, you know, I've seen double digit leads blown. And I'm going to tell you something. If you think Liverpool's awful, try living next to Alabama. Good God. Nick Saban's signed a deal with the devil. This corpse <laughs> is going to win a damn national championship before most teams will. Okay. So, so I, I, you know, I know the struggle. I mean, I, maybe it's what makes me so well-suited to be an Evertonian. Um, you know, the only time the Atlanta Braves have ever won a World Series is when first time they played the Cleveland Indians, who were cursed worse than we are. And then this year, when they just, I don't know, it was 2021, weird stuff happened. It kind of opened up a paradox to allow the curse to be violated for a year, you know? And, and I don't know, you know, I, all I know is, is that you always support the team through thick and through thin, you, 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 you celebrate the good, you, you suffer through the bad, and, and, and it makes it worth it. And yeah. for us, we do want to win. We do want it now because we always thought that with Moyes, if we just had some more money, we would have been busting through into the top four, not just knocking at the back door, hoping to sneak in and steal a drink. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we lost Moyes. We got the money. We didn't have a plan. And, and it hasn't happened the way that any of us wanted it to. But at the same time, you know, you don't give up. You keep punching one foot in front of the other, hoping for the best. And like I said, the signings are positive. The little inklings of better communication are, are encouraging. And, 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 you know, I'm not saying that I'm thinking that everything's going to be all right, because I'm still very worried about the direction of the football club. And like I said, decades of bad habits that have yet to be broken and, and, you know, but at the same time, there are positives to be acknowledged. And that's what we need to cling to. And like I said, better results coming through on the pitch. And, and it makes all the sacrifice, like you said, going to the match and, and having the urge to walk out when you've never had it before. You know, I'm a, believe it or not, I'm a vocal guy. And when somebody scores against us, the cats run because I am verbally just raising hell, right? Saying all sorts of awful stuff. Brighton, Sunday, they scored. I didn't say a word. Mm. I've been wanting to see Anthony Gordon score. He scored twice. I didn't say a word. My wife's like, I know you're mad because you're not saying anything. 
don't know. It's sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a rant, but no, that's that's perfectly fine. That we we like the rants on these podcasts. Um, that's that's the way we always work. Uh, but the um, even the, I mean, even the twenty. Uh, we talked about the campaign earlier on. Uh, I ended up in the book, walked out. Uh, it was the most effort moment in my life. I walked out and thought I'll just do five minutes, ten minutes, or till half time in the in the um, in the turnstile. There was probably, despite what people say, there were probably around eighty to hundred people in the paddock and, and that area, the bar area. People say it was fifty across the ground. There was, there was at least eighty to hundred where I was, um, and uh, I tried to uh, use my cards. The card machine wasn't working. Uh, and then tried to pay with cash. They said they can't accept cash. And then ends up having to walk out anyway. <laughs> right the way to the hot walk, and to be honest with you. Yeah. Great, great, goal was great. But I ended up next to uh, Steve Kelly, um, Kane from the originals, a, f- a few of the other good lads there. And we, we had a great laugh watching the, the, you know, the second half of the game. But it was it must have been the most evident moments that I've ever seen where, you know, I was intending to go back up and the, the car machine wasn't working. I couldn't pay with cash and couldn't get a drink yeah. anyway and I walked out. But it was uh, <laughs> no to be. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it, it's crazy. I mean, if you look at what we've done now, uh, I'm going to say, what's your most reasonable, desirable signing that we can get? Take long stuff out of this, for example. But who, if we had just a little tiny bit more cash, 15 to 20 million pounds, who would you like to invest it in? Um, Mitch, I'll start with you on this and, and we'll come to Astro then. Uh, what, in January or you mean this month? In January. So we, we managed to sell Holgate, for example, um, and he, he ends up finding a suit. It gives us a little tiny bit of a wiggle room. Um, and we look then, we've got 15 to 20 million ish. I don't know. I think, I think you sorted that, you sorted your fullbacks out. I think centre half. You can probably get by with if Mina comes back. Um, Midfields, maybe someone to help Dom out um, in the second half of the season. You know, we, we've done it in the past where we've. Rondon. Do you mean not Rondon? We've got Rondon, haven't we? <laughs> not said there. Um, I don't know, to be honest, mate. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not really. Uh, there's, there's players that I'd like to sign, but it's probably more in the summer and they probably cost a lot more. You know, the like Dwight McNeil, I think, would be a great signing for us. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah, cracking crack player in. I, I don't know at this moment in time. Maybe a forward or an attacking player to get more goals into the side somehow, but... 100%. Yeah. No, it is. It's, it's always... A, it's people want to buy players and then all of a sudden when they got the money, it's, it's easy said than done. I've said it before. Everton are like me with money. When I've got money, I spend it on stupid things. But when I've got no money, when I've got no money, I take me time and go, oh, yeah, you know, that's good value for money, you know, when I'm doing me 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 shopping and stuff. So um yeah. <laughs> like you on payday. What about yourself, Astro? You've got 15 to 20 million, you can lay it off over four or five years of a contract. So who are you looking at there? I mean center half. Um you know, Branthwaite is great, but he's young and he's not, you know, he's the, he's an unfinished product and he's injured or sick. I don't know which, um, you know, Keane is uh, really, he's really too good at imitating the headless chicken um, in the box when there's an ounce of pressure. And he, I, I could get in behind him and I'm slower than Christmas would have, would have rebuilt left knee. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, 
you know, and and I, I don't know, uh, Yerry Mina. I mean, I guess he's made, he's got knees made out of Rice Krispies. I mean, you know what I mean? Because I bet, you know, snap, crackle, pop, and injury every time you turn around. Um, he's great when he's on, but heck, he's 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 not on very often. Um, what was the rule Moyes used to have? Player needed to be able to be available for 30 matches a season. <laughs> that'd be that'd be great numbers if that worked for Mina, but it doesn't. Um, and there again, I think Ben Godfrey is uh they're not a finished product. He's been moved around from so many different positions. I don't think he's had time to he's the Jack of all trades and master of none, unfortunately. And I'm so just just gonna just um, ask you on this actually, just before you move on from your points. Uh, Jaggy Elka came in about 23, 24, which mm-hmm. was the same age as Ben Godfrey. Yeah, and I think he was a, a defensive centre midfielder at the time. He'd been used to right back. He eventually, you know, came to Everton, was used as a defensive centre midfielder, plays up and around different positions, and eventually settles 25, 26, 27. Mm-hmm. Do you think, as well, as a double-edged part of what I'm asking you, do you think that that might be, being, like you say, it's better the fact that he's so versatile that eventually he just needs to find his place and play consistently? Uh, he just needs to find his level, and he, find, he's, he needs to find a comfortable space for himself to settle into. Once he does that, he has the athleticism and the skill to be a success. Um, but, you know, as I'm just running through the list, Mason Holgate, no, no, no thanks. I hope he is out the door, and I hope that's – maybe we make a little money off him to fund a, a – some help at center half. I, I would like to see a bit of help in the back four. Um, mm. and, and if I had, you know, Christmas wish list, um, I want, you remember how, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe my memory fades, but you remember how Fellaini used to just terrorize the midfield running around like a rabid sideshow Bob impersonator. Mm. I mean, I loved it. I, I really did. I would love to see a player come in, that can throw the gauntlet down and hold the space and allow Allen and Decore to push up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'd like to see a, a real nasty yard dog, <laughs> a center defensive midfielder to just come out there and absolutely just get snide all over the shop. I mean, yeah. I, would, I would absolutely eat that up. So those, yeah. 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 yeah I agree with you, mate. I, I think we need a center half desperately. I do. Um, just in this window, I don't know if we will or not, but, um, I just think as well for us, we need points and you need goals, get your points, don't we? So that's True. my only thinking really on that. No, and that's, that's right though. I mean, that, that, that's, there's, I can't fault that logic, not one second, because like you said, goals win games. And, and, and when that happens, the points roll in and everybody feels better. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's. We definitely need center half though. Yeah. Yeah. And like this window may not be the perfect time for it. It may not be people available or the people that are available may not be the right price. And yeah. and yeah, definitely. Uh, but you know that uh, you don't know. I would just love to see a bit of nastiness in this side. I mean, yeah, a little bit of nice. fight. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Nice. yeah. <laughs> a few elbows getting thrown in. And, I mean, listen. <laughs> somebody gets bit by accident. I mean, listen. It, it, Luis Suarez <laughs> got away with it. So you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah we need see, we need to see some proper titles in there, don't we? Yeah. Um, so just moving forward, the last the last segment, we're going to just quickly have a look at Hull uh, and who you'd play. Um, I'm going to read through mine and then you can comment or, or change or take people out. So just for a bit of a lay round, obviously Hull does seem prime for a full level performance, but Hull away, uh, sit 19th in the league uh, without a win of four. Um, George Honeyman sits in the middle, uh, some of you may remember from the Sunderland Until I Die documentary. 
Yeah. Uh, Wilson is in and around the squad who have been a bit of a, a bane in Everton size over the years with his set pieces, um, causing a few issues. Um, who was that with? Sorry. Tom Huddleston. Tom Huddleston, um, yeah. Yeah. Is there or thereabouts? He always causes a few issues at all. Uh, so this is my side, and, and, and I'll leave it then for you to comment, pick and change. Pickford and Gold, uh, Keane, and, and well, Bradwaite, I believe, is back from COVID. Michelenko and Patterson, a pullback. Uh, Takure, Onyango, and Gordon, because I'm worried about Alan and his, his hamstrings playing in this one. Um, Townsend, I believe, is back and available. Um, which makes me change stuff because I've then played great at least for 60 minutes. And then I'd start Sims up front, albeit I think London's going to start there. I did want to start Dobbin, I'll be honest with you, uh, but because I found Dominic Cavalier wasn't out, it wasn't wasn't available. I wasn't normally started Dobbin up and, and played Cavalier up, but he's not available. So Sims comes in. I don't want too many young lads in there. So over to yourselves. Agree, disagree. Anyone you want to bring in? Any dangers outside? Mitch, what do you got? <laughs> uh, all I want to see is our strongest team because this is a potential banana skin. Um, the fact that BBC have put us on at half five on Saturday, <laughs> they're expecting it as well, aren't they? So just don't slip up. Just As long as you go to the strong side, um, that side you picked there, which is, is more than capable. Um as much as, as, as shite as he's been, I think you probably will need Michael Keane as the older Ed with mm. the younger lads there. If you're picking the two new yeah. signs, Bram Wait, you probably will need an older head there. Um, but I'd just go as strong as possible. We, well, whoever's available. Um, would you put Alan in then instead of the only angle? Uh, I probably would personally. Um, but I can see where you're coming from. Whereas he, he's he does struggle at times, doesn't he, with cramp, Alan, um, towards the end of the game. You see his socks get even lower towards the end, and he end, ends up his ankle socks, and he's stretching and all that. So, yeah, I get, I get that argument. But if you go free in the middle, like um, maybe that could help him out a little bit. Maybe we're just putting Anyango in there with him and Takore. Mm. Um, you know, he got next to pair of legs there. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with your team, but I'd just go as strong as possible and just get through this round. You know, a couple, a couple of thoughts. Um, I don't know that I'd start Patterson. Um, I mean, you know, listen, this is going to be a, a, a rainy, cold cage match at Hull. You know what I mean? This is going to be a hell in a cell kind of a kind of a throwdown with them. Um, maybe uh, I would say start Coleman, bring Patterson in at the sixty-minute mark, and turn him loose. I mean, you're going to have a side that's been beaten up a little bit. You hit him with some some pace that they're not expecting, and he is an explosive young player. So maybe I would say hang fire on Patterson till the 60-minute mark. Um, I think use your subs smartly. Um, I, I think that, yeah, I mean, I, you know, like you said, maybe Rondon starts up and then Ellis Sims comes in for the half and bullies in. And, and then, uh, I don't know, Dobbin as well. I think that, you know, so many times in our matches, Benitez has waited too long and too late to, to make changes. Um, you know, I think that, you know, you, you set them up and you fight them with your original game plan. And then once they get a bit tired, once their legs start to get a bit heavy, because we should have better quality than them in our squad, you know, because we are a premier league side. 
So you know what? You save something. You know, if you're if you're you know giving them a little bit of a left jab, you've been working them all matched, and you come across with that right, mm. you knock the ass so hard they wake up, the clothes will be out of style. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? So you hit them with that one too. Um, but I, I don't know. It's I want our subs to come flying in like one of those old school matches where like, you know, Ric Flair done, done something dirty to Sting and, 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 you know, somebody comes running, running the Steiner brothers comes running in to save him, you know, to break it up. That's the way I want our subs to hit, man. But yeah. put on some guns and roses, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, put on, put on welcome to the jungle and have people running in. You know what I'm saying? Hit it, hit the game with some power and some emotion and some speed. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, sorry, that that analogy just popped into my head, and I had to roll with it. But uh, I think that's a good side. I, you know, White, I think that's a great side you put forward. I mean, just a few little tweaks, but ultimately, yeah. you know, like I don't know. I just want to win. Yeah. Uh, I just want. I did. I think everybody. I think the lads need to win. I think we need to win, and I think that you know it would be something for us to jump back into the season on because you know yeah. what Lester's looming on Tuesday. And we yeah. need three points, you know. Uh, and the cups, the cups, a nice distraction as well, isn't it? You know, if you win in the cup, hopefully it rubs off then into the league, and you know, um, exactly. Yeah, that, that's it, isn't it? There's a confidence builder, and that's what I'm. I'm good that Carvalho is not there. You know, it was we nothing better to, to give him a couple of goals and then take him off after after you're on time and put Sims on at that time, but. What is the latest with his injury situation? Well, it was tightness in his quad. Maybe he played too long. I, I, I think it's been blown out of proportion a bit. To be honest with you, I think that that is what, what's happening. Obviously, the bobble reported it, and, and to be fair, the bobble tends to be quite right in what he, he reports. Um, I think people then take that to the extreme end. You know, I think that, that obviously it was right what he's saying. It's good information. The likelihood is he won't start. He'll be, he may be on the bench or, or not. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely probably normal when he's been on for that long and he, he's then played again. He, he just oh, yeah. take precaution, take him out, play him the next game. Uh, yeah. You know, anybody who'd been off since August and went out and played 90 full minutes is going to have, you know, a bit of a turnaround in recuperating. Um, there again, it's one of those things where we emotionally jump to a conclusion that is not necessarily true. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I think we could all benefit from taking a deep breath <laughs> before we react on social media. Because I'm gonna tell you, I have been the author of some seriously bad takes when I have not done a deep breath and then uh, <laughs> and then typed afterwards. So yeah. yeah. So right, we'll finish up here now, lads. Um, and massive thank you for for obviously as always contributing and being here. Um. We'll finish with a great song, which was um, Sonius B.I.G., Mo Money, Mo Problems. Uh, and I'll take the to be Mo Machine, Mo Problems. And hopefully 2022 has a better end and, and a better time for Everton Football Club. Thank you for listening. And I'm sure you'll catch up with us throughout the year. Hello, welcome to the Bad Boy World Champion PGA Tour. I'm your host for the day, Mace Gumble. With this last birdie right here, Puffy Woods win the champion from the three-time champion, Fuzzy Badfeet. Silence, audience. I think his pants are a little too tight, and he really has a wedgie.
Tell me who flop, who cop the blue drop, who juice got box, who's mostly goji down to the blue drop. The same old pimp, mace, you know ain't nothing changed but my limp. Can't stop till I see my name on the blimp. Guarantee a million sales, pull it up a luck. You don't believe in Harlem world, nigga, double up. We don't play around, it's a bet, lay it down. Niggas didn't know me, 91, bet they know me now. I'm the young Harlem nigga with the Goldie sound. Can't no PD, niggas hold me down. Cooler, school me to the game, now I know my duty. Stay humble, stay low, blow like Hootie. True pimp, nigga, spin no dough on the booty. And you yell, there go mace, there go your cutie. Trouble on the 17th hole, but my man B. I from up above came down, talked to me, told me to cool out. I did it. I, I guess did it for B. I. I guess this means more money, more problems for you. Yeah, I guess so. More money, more problems. It's just the way it is. Hey, we're coming back to you, Billy. I know you rather see me die than see me fly. I call all the shots, rip all the spots, rock all the rocks, cop all the drops. I know you think now when all the ball is stopped. Nigga never home, gotta call me on the yacht. Ten years from now, we'll still be on top. Yo, I thought I told you that we won't stop. Now, what you gonna do with a school that got money much longer than yours? And a team much stronger than yours. Violate me, this a BOJ. We don't play, mess around, be DOA. Be on your way, cause it ain't enough time here. Ain't enough lime here for you to shine. Here, deal with many women, but treat down spit, and I'm bigger than the city lights down in Times Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you get and jealousy and envy is there's something that comes with the territory man a lot of people it's just negative energy like my man puff say p-i-g-p-o-p-p-a no info for the d-e-a federal agents mad cause i'm flagrant tap myself and the phone in the basement my team supreme stay clean triple b miracle dream i'll be that catch a seat at all events bent Gats in holsters, girls on shoulders, play what I told ya, me and Mike to me, bruise too much, I lose too much Step on stage, the girls boo too much I guess it's cause you run with lame dudes too much Me lose my touch, never that If I did, ain't no problem to get the gap Where the true players at? Throw your rollies in the sky, wave them side to side And keep your hands high while I give your girl an eye Play it please Lyrically, nigga C, B-I-G, B, flossing, jig on the cover of Fortune, 500, it's my phone number, your man ain't got the know, I got the dough, got the flow down, pizzack, platinum plus, like zizzack, dangerous, on trizzack, D-U-S, pizzack. Oh, oh, oh. 